I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Bulavanaka, welcome to the world in sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Ben Robinson Drawbridge. This week, Fiji's back at the Commonwealth Games as their sevens team eye a Hong Kong record, and a group of Pacific Islanders try to buy the New Zealand Warriors. But first, Samoa New Zealand boxer Joseph Parker may have relinquished his world champion status over the weekend, but his reputation is still intact with plans to get back in the boxing ring by August. Parker lost to Anthony Joshua in front of a capacity crowd of 78,000 in Cardiff on Sunday morning, but as RNZ National's Clay Wilson reports, a rematch could also be on the cards. Less than an hour after losing his WBO world title to British superstar Anthony Joshua, Joseph Parker struck an understandably disappointed figure. Simmering underneath that disappointment, though, was more than a hint of determination, and Parker had a message for boxing's heavyweight division. We enjoyed being here. You know, we enjoyed the whole event, we enjoyed the crowd, you know, the bigger and the better man won on the day. We still have things to um, go back and work on, but we're, we're still young, we've still got a lot of time, we'll be back, we'll be champion again. Despite also being undefeated, few expected Parker to prevail against a fighter who was not only also a world champion, but owned a perfect professional record of 20 knockout wins from 20 bouts. While those predictions had proved correct, the New Zealander was the first to go the full 12 rounds with the 2012 Olympic champion from England. For that reason and others, Joshua agreed that Parker's future remained bright. History was made. Joseph played a massive part in this, his whole camp did, and I'm honoured to share the ring with him. And what's interesting is Joseph won't give up now. Do you know what I mean? He's still young, competitive, and I think we'll definitely see Joseph Parker again. Adding his weight to that chorus of opinion was Eddie Hearn, Joshua's quick-witted and snappy dressing promoter and currently one of boxing's most powerful people. He wasn't good enough tonight, but he's a very good fighter, and he has a good team of people around him. He has a lot of support. He's a very nice young man. We need people like Joseph Parker in the division. More people that are active and good quality heavyweights are better. For his part, Parker very much intends to stay active. After an intense 12 weeks involving a gruelling eight-week training camp, countless commitments with the global media, and taking part in an event attracting the interest of millions around the world, there will first be a break. But asked in the immediate aftermath of the first defeat of his 25-fight professional career when his next bout might be, Parker's response was definitive. It's just the beginning of the year. (laughs) Sign me up now. (laughs) Sign someone up now. I'm fit. I want to go again. Just how soon that is is not yet known. But Parker's trainer Kevin Barry indicates his fighter could well be back in the ring by August. 
Barry says a return to the same part of the world is likely. We made a lot of friends here in the UK and I've received an enormous amount of messages from the UK media who really complimented us and said we can't wait for you to come back. You know, Joe performed with distinction. We've had messages from guys like Lennox Lewis saying, hey, you won a lot of fans last night. Hold your head high. As Barry's comments attest to, few are arguing Parker should be doing just that. He already has that familiar smile back on his face and it will only get wider after some downtime back in New Zealand with his 16-month-old daughter and pregnant partner. But if Barry's reflections of his fighter's mindset after Sunday's fight in Cardiff are anything to go by, it won't be long before Parker sets out to regain his place at the pinnacle of his sport. He apologised to me three or four times in the dressing room. Hey, I'm sorry, coach. I mean, mate, don't be sorry. You know, hey, I'm proud of you. We both know you could have probably done a little more, but, you know, we're still learning, we're still developing. He goes, you know, I'll come back stronger. I say, I know you will. That's the exciting part, that he's 26 years old and uh, the best fights are still in front of us. Including at some point, Barry insists, a rematch with Anthony Joshua. Clay Wilson reporting from Cardiff. The chef demission of Fiji's Commonwealth Games team, Patrick Bauer, says he's hoping for medals in sevens and weightlifting on Australia's Gold Coast. Banned in 2010 and with only a small number of competitors allowed at the last Games in 2014, Fiji's Team for Australia features 97 athletes competing in 12 sports. Bauer told Vinnie Wiley his team has been welcomed on the Gold Coast. We have 97 athletes competing in 12 of the sports that are featured on the Games and uh, 47 officials. And of course, uh, with you know Fiji having missed out quite a bit in, in recent times, just to be a part of these Commonwealth Games again must be a, a, a special feeling. It really is a special feeling. Um, it's just wonderful to be able to come to a Games that are so well organised. Uh, they're making you feel so at home. The Games Village is second to none. Uh, just absolutely have everything in place. The residential... Um, the sections of the Games Village caters for all animals. And really, we've wanted for basically nothing but to get out there, go out and train. Um, and they've even facilitated with transport. Uh, in, everyone's on the move. I mean, the bowlers have been out, been out, uh, only just arrived on Wednesday. They've been out to three of the venues um, that are used for training. And so we've been many, we've managed to line up all the other sports to get themselves organised when they arrive to, to get going and get themselves prepared and, and do the best they can for Fiji. Now, I think four years ago in Glasgow, obviously that's when the ban was lifted around that time. I think you had, was it 26 athletes four years ago? But does, does this feel a bit more proper in terms of this is you know, a full delegation? You've had, all the, you've had the ability to plan and know that you're going to be a part of this one. Yes, it, it is very special for us. It's been a big um, difference from the small groups that we've taken in the past at the Commonwealth Games. This is probably the biggest team ever for Fiji to feature at the Commonwealth Games. Um, having said that, it also brings Fiji to the next level in regards to preparation and what's required for games at this level. I think we take for granted um, you know, in regards to the type of competition and the standard of the competition that will be featured at the Games and the fact that Fiji attends many games, Pacific Games, and, and the Pacific Games proper, like the ones that will be held in Samoa next year. But this actually took the elite of all of the athletes to come up to this level. And what really is needed is long-term planning and to make sure that the athletes are thoroughly prepared 
and deserve their place at this level of competition. Now, four years ago, you managed uh, one bronze medal in weightlifting. Of, uh, of course, no doubt, uh, the Rugby Sevens would be uh, one area in particular where you guys would be really looking at a, a good chance there for a, for a medal and maybe a gold. Yes, we've not featured a gold for the Sevens at the Commonwealth Games, which uh, is surprising that Fiji does so well. Um, but they haven't featured well at the Commonwealth, previous Commonwealth Games, and we're looking... Well, we're looking confidently, particularly at the men, that they may be able to achieve this um, at, the, at the seventh level. Also, weightlifting is, is doing fairly well, and uh, it looks as if that we may be able to get a gold or two for the uh, weightlifters. Um, having said that, um, the other sports are giving it their all. Uh, we had swimming pool already over here, and uh, incidentally, uh, they came into camp. Uh, three of the swimmers, and they've been trained by um, Australian, top Australian coaches just at the university, close Griffiths University, and the wonderful facilities they have there. So great experience for our swimmers. And uh, we're just grateful to be here, to take our athletes to the next level, and I think that's the point of it all, that we can participate and to do the best we can and know what's out there and see how we can, what we can do to go back home, do our homework for the next one. Are there any specific expectations that Team Fiji have in terms of medals tally or anything like that? They're looking at um, a couple of goals and probably three for weightlifting, uh, if not a medal um, candidate uh, in weightlifting uh, with their two very good goal prospects. But, um, and uh, sevens and sevens have been on par so far. Um, uh, we've had a lot of... Uh, Difficulty trying to finalise Sevens teams um, because of the um, last-minute arrangement and they're needing the squad to don't know who's going to be in and who's out and, and the demands of the organisers to which your names are submitted. However, we've crossed, uh, crossed over that mark and we didn't know whether they were going to be uh, to the Hong Kong Sevens and back home and back here, but it looks like they're coming directly to me now. From Hong Kong to the Gokoh. Patrick Bauer, Fiji's Chef de Mission. Fiji Sevens coach Gareth Barber says they want it all and will be going all out to claim victory at both this weekend's Hong Kong Sevens and the Commonwealth Games. Fiji have climbed to second on the World Series table after winning two of the last three tournaments in Hamilton and Vancouver. They're also the defending champions in Hong Kong and are gunning to become the first team to win the event four years running. Barber told Vinnie Wiley the team's confidence is high. Yes, I mean, you know, it's confirmation for the players above all else that, um, you know, what they're doing and when they do it well together uh, gives them great confidence that uh, they know it produces successful, successful performances and, um, you know, there is always a danger that uh, you, you you have to treat defeat and uh, and uh, wins as well uh, very similarly uh, in terms of how you reflect on them, uh, being rational about what has gone on in games to win or lose you those games, uh, and particularly keep your feet on the floor when you've when you've done well because uh, none of us here think that we're the finished article and certainly uh, we're always working towards uh, developing ourselves as players and people. And um, I think that this group uh, certainly has got confidence from a couple of those wins. And as I said, that confirms that you're in the right space for what you do. But you only know you're, you're one, one battle away from sort of being introspective again and looking too hard at sometimes of why it's gone wrong. So, um, you know, there's no secrets to what we do. And every coach will tell you the same. It's, it's very much based around hard work and perseverance, taking criticism when it comes your way because you haven't performed to the levels 
that you'd like to, but um, but equally uh, praising those performances when you do get it right, and then it's it's being able to mentally uh, reproduce that when you come under pressure, and that's what we we, we look at uh, consistently with the boys. And uh, and of course now you come up to Hong Kong, a familiar location for you, and of course the the scene of your victory last year. So that must be a place you guys look forward to going to. But how challenging is it preparing for what is always a big tournament anyway? But you've also got obviously the Commonwealth Games pretty much bang after. Um, are you sort of preparing for them side by side concurrently almost, or can you actually put the Com Games out of your mind and and focus on this tournament first? Yeah, I mean, obviously for me as a coach, I've got to have a strategic view of what each tournament looks like. But for the players, it's it's literally about the next battle. And the next battle is going to be, you know, Samoa on that Friday night going into Hong Kong. We've already talked about it. We we know how important it is to create momentum in tournaments. Um, and yeah, I'll be putting that firmly in their focus. Uh, in the Fijian hearts, uh, Hong Kong is massive in terms of uh what it means to the Fijian people and certainly to the players who are aware of just how much that means. Um, and obviously, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it's a, as you said, a scene of last year's victory. And, you know, we want to reproduce that. We have great memories of doing that. And uh, the confidence that we got from that uh, moving forward was, was, was a boost. I wouldn't say it solved all, all issues, but certainly gave us a boost in terms of that season. So, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be focusing very much on that as the next battle. But in my mind, obviously, I've got to partner that up with what is obviously the Commonwealth Games the following week. So, um, you know, we're 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 going for two victories. So, so it's definitely not a case of you know one's more important than the other. I mean, surely a gold medal, as Fijians know, is uh, you know a, a unique opportunity, and and this is a gold medal that Fiji's never won before. Of course, you haven't been in the Commonwealth Games for twelve years, so that's going to be um, you know special just to be a part of it, I guess, as well. And be back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is that, but obviously there's an expectation to win it, as you've mentioned. But there's an expectation to win Hong Kong as well. And um, you know, it, it, this is what the expect it, the reality of of Fijian rugby is. I mean, because of the tradition that Fiji rugby is set, both in the Hong Kong in Hong Kong and in World Rugby, in particularly Commonwealth Games. Um, you know, there's there's a desire to win both. And um, yeah, we are being a little bit greedy by going after it, but uh, we know that they're just as important as each other. And uh, Gareth, uh, in terms of your squad for the Gold Coast, you've got uh, Simi Kunatani coming in, uh, a welcome addition. Um, what what sort of availability did you have in terms of overseas players? I think the release mentioned he was the only one released by his club. So were there others that you wanted or were the clubs not playing ball or did they have first option to decline availability or how did that work? Uh, they have no obligation whatsoever to release the players simply down to their goodwill um, because this doesn't fulfill any international window, whereas the World Cup does. So, um, yeah, I spoke several times to coaches and managers and the players themselves at uh, three or four different clubs. Uh, there was other players that I that targeted to speak to. We've been speaking to in about four or five months. But, um, you know, again, it's the business end of the season in Europe and You've got a number of boys involved in top 14 teams who are competing in quarterfinal, semi-final of Europe, potentially semi-final of Europe. And um, I was in that situation a few years back when I was at Cardiff Blues, and I know that um, you know it would have taken a lot to convince me to release a player to go off and play a Commonwealth Games if I, when I got to sort of Commonwealth, uh, got to quarterfinal, semi-final of Europe. So at the end of it, they're their paymasters, and, and without you know any international release uh, obligation under their part, then um, you know it was a matter of trying to see what we could get. And Semi 
Semi was one of those. I was out in France. I left Vancouver and went to France and spoke with his coaches. Um, and they were very, very supportive of him. Um, and uh, I'm glad to get him. Obviously, he's a quality player. He could play back or forward. Um, you know, he's aggressive. He's a great ball carrier. Is 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 fit as well, so um, I'm looking forward to having him and giving us a bit of a lift as well. The Fiji Sevens coach Gareth Barber. A Hawaii-based consortium of Pacific Islanders who played in American football's NFL says it has a verbal agreement to buy the New Zealand Warriors Rugby League Club. The consortium's chief executive, Richard Farley, says he's confident the deal will go through this week. Farley told RNZ National's Guy on Espinner the deal is like a homecoming for the consortium. Well, it's a, it's a group that is uh, overwhelmingly a majority of uh, uh, Pacific Islanders um, uh, who have mostly recently retired uh, from, from the NFL. And uh, now that they're looking towards their futures, they're all we're all kind of going back to the kind of our sport of first love, which is uh, both playing rugby league and rugby union. So it, it's kind of like it's kind of like coming back home, is what it is. What is the name of this company? Uh, we're for Pacific Sports International. Okay, and that is registered out of Honolulu, Hawaii. Okay, but you've registered the company. I see you've registered the company in New Zealand as well. Yes, yes, we we do have to have uh, an organization domiciled uh, within New Zealand, uh, and that's uh, Pacific Sports International uh, NZ. Uh, that will be based there in Auckland, and that will be the organization that will will make the actual acquisition. Okay. Who are the members of this consortium? Um, we're going to have, uh, after everything is, after the deal is inked and, and, and all done, uh, we'll have a, a full revelation of everybody that's involved in the group. Uh, we're all assembling on the uh, west coast of the United States over the next uh, 24 to 48 hours uh, to start uh, going through the process of how we're going to do that. Um, right now, there's uh, though the members that have been revealed uh, are myself, my older brother, and uh, Chris and Maaki Kinwayatu. And why do you want to buy the Warriors? Well, it's, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic organization. Uh, and what we really like about it is, is I think it's reflective of each of the individual, uh, well, us collectively as a group. It's a reflection of the of the stories that we've had uh, in our personal lives, the, the the challenges and obstacles that we've. Uh, had to overcome to reach the successes that we have uh, in, in life, and the Warriors have have been um, have been an organization that has been through its ups and downs, and is still waiting to uh, take it to the to the pinnacle with winning that championship. And it, it's a great family uh, with the Warrior fans who have maintained that loyalty and dedication to a team that, despite its struggles, um, well, now is looking like it's having a, a great amount of success, but it's. We, we just we just feel like it's it, it's an organization that that is symmetrical with with our lives and represents everything about who we are, the struggles we've had to overcome, and the love and loyalty that we've experienced from our family members, just like the team has experienced from their fans. What would you like to change at the club if you did become the new owner? Oh, at at this time, hope absolutely nothing. We want to keep that. Four and zero going into five and zero, six and zero. You know, we, we would like to see an undefeated uh, uh, season going right all the way to the uh, to the championship this year. The, the the players, you know, they're they're playing with emotion and passion on the field. You can see that they want it. You know that that win over in um, in Canberra was was fantastic. You could tell that the guys just wanted it more uh, than the other side, and you can you can feel and see that hunger, and they're they're showing the maturity of. Just finding a way to win, and that's that. When it, when you're talking about championship teams, they just find a way to win, and that's what they did. So, we, at, at this point, we absolutely don't want to change anything. 
but they, they have a great thing going and we want to just be able to support whatever it is they have going uh, to keep that success driving on. Okay, the reports are saying it's around about $25 million, uh, this sale. Eric Watson, it's ultimately up to him. He's known as a pretty hard-nosed businessman in this country. <laughs> that, that is the truth. <laughs> has has he true. been playing hard? Has he been playing hardball, has he? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, before going into this, we, as an organization, we just sat down and decided what are the values and principles that uh, are, the, are the bedrock of who we are and what we represent. And we just made a decision that we're not going to move on certain things uh, because uh, money isn't a, a, a value or a principle uh, that, that's never been an issue for us. In fact, it's probably never even been in the top five or six things that are most concerning to us going into this deal. Okay, so when do you think that you will be able to sign on the dotted line as such? Is this pretty close to being tied up, is it? Yeah, so we we, we had a major uh, uh, disagreement over the actual structure of the deal, whether it was going to be done as an asset acquisition or a share sale. We've, we've ironed that out. Uh, they're going to meet us halfway, so it will be a share sale, but they're going to add a couple of... Uh, uh, extra security blankets to all of this so that we can uh, feel more secure in the acquisition. We've, we've verbally been able to, to hammer that all out, and now it's just uh, up to the attorneys to make sure that the, what appears in black and white is reflective of the conversations that we've had over the phone. It's with the lawyers in. Yes, yes. <laughs> Richard Farley from Pacific Sports International. That's World in Sport for this week. You can hear this program again on our website, rnzi.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.